Assalamu alaikum. What prompted this video is another video where a non-Muslim sister in the West is complaining about how her love marriage has failed and so many of her friends' love marriages have failed and she says that a lot of her Asian friends who have had arranged marriages are so happy, so successful, they've got their families and she really wished that she had an arranged marriage like theirs. So we have to talk about this because there are so many sides to this topic. Remember what is totally unacceptable is to force your children to get married to people they do not want to marry. So that is haram. It is not allowed. You're not allowed to force your children to marry those whom they do not want to marry. We're done. Now, when it comes to an arranged marriage, people say, what's the ruling on arranged marriages? What do you mean by an arranged marriage? If you mean, I must close my eyes, wait for my father to say, here's your bride, say thank you very much, I'm getting married, and that's it. Is that what you mean by an arranged marriage? I haven't met her, I'm not being given a chance to speak to her, to know her a little bit, and I haven't even said yes, I'm not happy about it. If that's what you mean, then unfortunately that is unacceptable. But if it is just an introduction, an arranged introduction, in that case, a lot of people are married, arranged marriages, because of the introduction that was arranged. So it's not actually called an arranged marriage, it's called an arranged introduction. Someone sees you and says, brother, I've got someone in mind for you. You say, who? And they say, oh, the sister, you know, and I really think you guys would be a very, very good match. Why don't you meet her? So you speak to the families, you get to, to meet her uh, with her family, knowing, approving, with their participation as well. You meet her once, you talk to each other, you may want to meet her again, you speak a little bit more. At any time, you can drop out of it and there would not have been any physical relationship so there, as you know, you know, adultery, fornication, haram in Islam, even the interactions with the opposite sex have to be absolutely respectful as Muslims. So at any time you can say, mashallah, thank you so much, my sister, or the sister can say, you know what, uh, I, I really appreciate it, but I am not uh, going to go ahead with this thing. You don't have to even give your reasons. So it's like people who were just introduced. They may have gotten along well, but they decided we don't really want to get married. Done. You have the right to say no completely. And this is why we say don't get attached to someone before you actually get married to them. If you get attached prior to marriage, you are going to punish yourself because if anything goes wrong, you will really be hurt and it will affect your mental well-being it may even affect your relationship with Allah, who knows? But we are just telling you, don't get too connected before you've married someone. Even if you're engaged, engagements are there to be broken. Engagement is there to give you a chance. Perhaps you may have doubts. Perhaps you want to break it, break it if you need. You know, it's better to break an engagement any day than to go into a marriage where you're not sure about it and to suffer divorce after a child or two, or even if there were no children. So when we talk of arranged marriages, I myself was introduced to my wife, for example. Someone told me about this person 
her folks had a chat with my folks and then we met and then we met again and then subhanallah uh, we decided okay we're gonna go ahead with this thing uh, sometimes in the cases of some people you meet and you meet again and then you say no I'm not interested alhamdulillah and if you say I want to meet you a third time and a fourth time for as long as it's done respectfully with the participation of the families it is something that is highly encouraged and then you decide okay let's set a date for the nikah now Islam does encourages you not to delay once you know the two of you are going to be getting married and once there you know you've discussed everything and you're happy there is nothing like a prolonged engagement. It's not supposed to be. I know people do it, but it's not supposed to be. The minute you confirm, okay, we're going to get married, that itself in Islam is considered an engagement. There was no function. There was no nothing. It was just, we're going to get married. And the families are involved. That means you're engaged. When you're engaged, nobody else can now propose for either one of the two. And uh, uh, because you're already engaged, subhanallah. You know, there's already a confirmation we're going to be getting married. And then you don't delay the nikah and you get married. And normally when parents give advice, they know what they're talking about. But because the world has changed and the generation gaps are becoming larger in a short space of time, in a shorter space of time. So before, when there was a 20-year gap, it was considered you know, the generation gap. Now, every five, 10 years might be, maybe, might be a generation gap, depending on how tech savvy the folks are, depending on how their thinking is, what they know about society and community. I, for one, am uh, way beyond my own sell by date. When it comes to my little kids, sometimes they look at me and what, you know? And I'm like, but subhanAllah, you know, what's wrong with this? I'm supposed to be a cool guy. <laughs> I'm trying to understand you. But uh, my brothers, my sisters, my dear children, Remember, marriage, ultimately the decision is for the person getting married. Those who are getting married, the final decision is theirs. You need to know this. So you may want to introduce, you may have a very good option. Your child might think, no. When I, when I was uh, you know, watching this other video that I told you about at the beginning of this clip, uh, of this sister, non-Muslim saying, wow, it all worked. It shows that hers didn't work. Hers did not work. And maybe some of her friends, it didn't work. So she is saying, I didn't choose properly. I didn't know how to choose. I've only realized that now that I'm much older. I thought, wow, I saw a hunk. I saw a good guy. I saw someone really that everyone was attracted to. But this guy turned out to be, you know, an alcoholic, a drug addict, irresponsible, no job, no employment, no income. He's so lazy. He depends on me. He shouts, he screams, he yells, etc., etc. Well, I can tell you that can happen even when marriages are introduced. I don't want to use the term arranged marriages now because we're actually not uh, going to speak about that which is blind arrangement. That's not allowed in Islam, actually, unless in some cultures that's what they want. That's what the people getting married would like to marry someone without any participation in it. You know, you tell your mom, mom, I'm ready to get married. This happens in some cultures. Uh, can you look for a spouse for me? So your mother, your sisters look for spouses. You need to meet the person. You need to actually talk to them. You need to make sure that that's what you want. Although your mom and them helped you to select. But if you don't meet them, do you know what might happen? That girl might be being forced by her folks to get married to you when she did not want to marry you. And she's just saying yes under duress. If that's the case, we have a major disaster. 
A lot of the times I have people come to me and say, I didn't want to marry this guy, but my parents forced me. Or I didn't want to marry this girl, but my parents forced me. I've had girls complaining of this boy, this husband of mine hasn't touched me. It's been two years. I'm still a virgin. Subhanallah. Why? He says he didn't want me. He doesn't want to hurt me. He only did it for the sake of his parents and he doesn't want to divorce me. How foolish is that? Which religion can allow that? The parents are to be punished and penalized. They will be thoroughly punished by Allah because they were stupid. Sorry. I'm so sorry to use the word, but they were beyond that word. How could you do that to your kids? How could you force them to do something they didn't want to do? And that's why when your children come up with an option, Wallahi, my beloved parents, whether you're in Pakistan or India or Bangladesh or any other country, Nigeria, wherever you may be in the world, if your children come up to you, they have a right to tell you that I'm interested in so-and-so such and such a person. You, you, you need to engage them. You need to make sure you discuss with them early in their lives because they go to universities, they go to work, they, they interact. They're not blind. Sometimes they see a really, really good person better than anyone you would ever come across. And so what would happen, and don't feel bad, what would happen is when they come to you and say, I want to marry this person, you say, love marriages are not allowed. I didn't say that this is a love marriage. I'm only telling you I want to introduce you to someone or I am keen on someone whom I came across, be it at work or at the school or at university or maybe online or whatever else. Help me. So in, engage the child. The child is an adult. The child has his or her own brain and system. And you know what? They are your loving child. They're not doing something wrong. I'm not encouraging this or discouraging it. I'm telling you if it happens, what should you do so you need to come up with this child of yours and talk to them and meet the person at least make the introduction don't be a parent who who sort of thinks that Allah has given you a right to discard the choice of your kids because that's wrong they, do you know right at the beginning when your child was born Allah gave you almost full control you named the child you clothed the child you decided what food the child will eat you decided a lot for the child almost everything as the child grew older Allah took it away from you bit by bit so when the child was very young you chose the toys as the child grew older the child did not want the toys you bought anymore the child wanted its own toys. So if you have the little rattle that you shook for the child at, at a young age, that child will tell you when it turns a few years. In fact, nowadays, two, three, they want your phone. They want something more electronic. They want this. They want that. Whether you give them or not is another issue. But it's just showing you that they will not be satisfied with what you're doing. They need participation. You send the child to kindergarten. They don't know which kindergarten they've, they've been sent to, but they're okay with your choice. Primary school as well, but get to high school and college, they will want to have a say in it. And then as the child grows older, they want to do a lot of their things. And then they no longer listen to you. Then they have arguments with you. Then they disagree with you. Do they have a right to disagree? Yes, they do. For as long as what they're saying is sensible and reasonable, yes, they have a right to disagree. It's acceptable. There's nothing wrong. And don't come and tell them, blackmailing them to say, you know, heaven lies at my service. And how can you go to Allah says you must be kind to your parents. My father, my mother, they are kind to you, very kind. They will speak to you well, but you need to also be respectful to them and fulfill their rights. You can't just say you got to obey your parents. You don't obey your parents where they've overshot their rights. You, there's no obedience for a parent in the disobedience of Allah. 
you will have some children, mashallah, they'll obey their parents, even when it comes to marriage and other things. Alhamdulillah, it, it is happening, it will happen. Uh, it would be bring a smile to the face if I were to, if my child wanted me to participate in them getting married and, you know, me helping them out with some choices or some ideas or some suggestions or even just my opinion. It would be very nice. But subhanallah, it's not a right that you have in black and white. Remember that the right belongs to the child. So at the point of marriage, it's the first time that the child has a right, complete right of their own. Yes, if they're making a huge mistake, you want to marry someone who's really, who really has the worst reputation and so on. Do you know what? You have a right to tell them this is a mistake and I don't really feel I want to participate in this because you will definitely regret it and so on only if you have valid reason and don't invent reasons in your mind. You're supposed to be getting your child married because that child belongs to Allah, not to you. So you need to know this. You cannot impose and you have to participate. You have to take what the child brings to the table seriously. Too many children are getting married and then they're divorcing because of the parents. The parents think, you know what? These love marriages don't work. It's not a love marriage. We're just trying to tell you that I've seen someone and I really feel that this would be the best option. And nowadays the children know other children. That generation knows what the rest of them are up to. You think this woman is a saint and it's the opposite or this man is a saint and it's the opposite. And the kids amongst them say, dad doesn't even know what this person gets up to, Do you know? And my mom thinks this person is so wonderful, but we know what they're up to. So sometimes trust your kids. Sometimes you need to know, they know what they're talking about, especially with the generations. You think, oh, this person is so good. Look at how they are. And really they have, they're exposing themselves on social media and so on in a way that it's so embarrassing. And you're trying to push this whole thing to happen. May Allah grant us ease. So it's a very difficult topic. You're going to arrange something. It should only be an arranged introduction. With the, with the option of turning it down. Easy option. Don't make them feel bad. You're old now and you're not even getting married. I don't even have to marry. There is no specific age of marriage in Islam to say by 30, by 40, you need to be married. No. Whenever someone comes up, whenever anything comes up, remember, if someone proposes for your child, that is called sustenance. It's called rozi. It's called rizq. So you need to make sure you take it seriously. Don't kick it because you may regret it, no matter who it is. And the silliest of people are those who, they were born in a country together, they grew up together, and when their kids want to get married to each other, they say, no, this one is from Pakistan, that one is from Bangladesh, this one is from India, and this one is from the Philippines, and that one is from Nigeria, and this one, hey, you guys grew up in a similar fashion. You have similar likes and dislikes. Do not come and use the Kufu card and that kufu card means, you know, the similarity in Islam where Allah recommends to us saying that when you marry someone, marry someone similar to you. He's not talking about race. He's not talking about nationality. He's talking about upbringing. You could be any race, any nationality, whatever. For as long as your upbringing is similar, you have similar, you know, levels and understandings and so on, you probably would get along better, you know. So remember this. We are Muslims, we, we are not allowed to do things that the Almighty has declared that we shouldn't be doing. Culture creeps in and spoils the name of Islam. Culture creeps in and starts forcing people to do things and they claim this is Islam. That's not Islam. So I decided I'm going to do this video because 
There is no guarantee that you're going to be happy in your marriage, no matter which way you've done it. People who have loved marriages have also divorced. People who have had arranged marriages have also divorced. People who have had arranged introductions have also divorced. And for, on all sides, there have been people who've done exactly that and been so happy. So there is, no, there is not, no guarantee for anyone to say that this is how it should be. But what we do know is, I've given you the guidelines when you follow those and you make dua, you, make, you ask Allah's blessings and you ask His guidance and you seek from people and you know. And then inshallah, you say Bismillah, you get the nikah done, you try and keep it as halal as possible, as blessed as possible. The wedding function should be void of haram things and you know, we should try our best to start on a good footing. Then you will have the blessings of the Almighty by the will of Allah. And remember another thing, people fail when they say, this person is not rich enough for you. Oh, they don't have a, you know, a six digit salary. They don't have a this, they don't have a that. Relax, relax. When you were married, what did you have? When your father married your mother, what did they have? So sustenance, Allah says, we will provide it after marriage. Some people wealthy get married and suddenly they become bankrupt. Then what? So, and most of us, when we were young, including myself, we didn't really have much. We were helped by our folks. Our parents helped us. They gave us. They, 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 they helped us, whether it was with rents or whether it was with accommodation, whatever it was with. Sometimes even allowances, big deal. What's the problem? There is no harm. What are you earning for? Help your children, help your daughter, your son. And subhanAllah, your son-in-law, why not? I mean, what's the big deal? So remember, Allah will reward you when you treat people respectfully. Many of the young ladies say after marriage that, you know, I married a wealthy guy, but he's got such an attitude. And some people say, well, I married a guy who's not so wealthy, but wow, the way he treats me like a queen. Which, what would you like? That's the thing. Sadly, I've come across young girls who are really affected by materialism, who say, hey, I'd prefer a rich guy, he can swear me all day and everything, but I just want the money. <laughs> so unfortunately, that's what's happening today. We need guidance. It's not about money. Ask those who know. It's more about contentment. Someone who respects you. They offer you goodness. You, you, you're content and you have a good relationship with Allah and you have a respectful life. It's okay if you don't have so much. Because no matter how much you have, there will be someone who has more than you. So if the guy is responsible, if he's got some dean, good character, he's got a reasonable job, he's not a lazy guy, let your daughter marry him or vice versa. Subhanallah. Uh, this was a very, very important topic. I, I didn't want to speak for more than eight minutes, but to be honest, I think I stretched it because the guidance for the parents, I hope you listened to what I have to say because people are struggling. So let's quickly recap. Don't force your children to do what they're not happy with in the least. Don't even force them. Secondly, you're allowed to introduce. It is very good to have arranged introductions and let it, let it uh, you know, play out however it is going to play out. Uh, like I said, with participation of parents, inshallah, and people will be happy. Because if they get along and they're excited about getting married to each other, they've met each other a few times and so on, and they really want to take it further, let them go further. If they don't, alhamdulillah, you can introduce again and again to others. There are some who don't, who are, who don't like to interact with the general public and they're not so talkative and so on. 
for them, the, in, the arranged introductions really works. It really works. Like I said, I've been through that too. So uh, then when you have uh, sometimes a suggestion from yourself, maybe you might have met someone a few times, you might be working with them, like I said, or whatever, you can actually let your folks know. And my beloved parents, take it seriously. I, no matter where you're from, you could be from wherever. If your child comes up with a proposition, I know in some countries they say it's haram. How could you have? It's not haram. I'm telling you, it's not haram. It is halal. It's your culture that's considering it najayez. It's your culture that's considering it not permissible. But it is permissible. Come on. And don't say, what will people say? Because when they want to do things, they're not going to say, what will you say? You're the only guy who can't lead. So you're not leading and you're worried about what will my brother say? When your brother's children wanted to get married, they did it. Mashallah. And they didn't worry about what you said. And when you want, when your kids want to get married, you worried about what will my brother say? What will my father say? What will this one say? You Remember, you've got to do the right thing. Whether the world disagrees with it, you will be a happy man. You know what? Lead the way. They will pray for you even after your death. May Allah bless every one of us. Jazakumullah khair. Hope you guys enjoyed this video. More tomorrow. Aqulu qawli hadha. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah.